technology, and we are thankful and grateful today for your presence. We'd like to invite you to the book of Judges. We're going to go into the book of Judges this morning, Judges chapter number 6. Going to the book of Judges, Judges chapter number 6. And we are thankful and we are grateful. And this morning we want to talk about the 300. We're going to talk about the 300, and we to uh, understand that from our minds that uh, it, won't, it will not be the normal as we think, okay? Judges chapter number 6, uh, beginning at verse number 1 in Judges chapter number 6. Now, verse 1 in Judges chapter 6 says, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, um, the children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. Verse 3 says, And so it was when, it, when Israel had sown that the Midianites came upon and the Amalites and the children of the east, even they came up against them. And they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth till thou came unto Gazer and left no substance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor ass. And then the Bible says in verse number 5, it says, For they came up with their cattle and their tents, and they came as grasshoppers for multitude. For both they and their cameras were without number, and they entered into the land to destroy it. Now, dealing with the 300, some things that we have to understand, and we have to move away from the geographical location because we want to go spiritual. Now, the first thing that happens here, the Bible says that the, the Midians, they came up against Israel. Now, understand something. We have to know who the Mennonites are before we can get down into the verses. Understanding that the Mennonites, these are these opposing spiritual uh, forces, uh, uh, forces that comes against spiritual truth. They will come against spiritual truth. Anytime you get ready to, to move forward, anytime you begin to show uh, and, and to be able to enter into your season or your destiny that God has planned for you, you can always expect opposition. So the Mennonites here, they represent the opposing forces that comes against spiritual truth because we have to set the background. And one thing you have to understand is that when these opposing forces come up against us, and if we don't have that elevated mind, which represents the mountains in, in verse number 2 and 3, then what will happen is it will cause us to uh, build uh, dens and, and, and have caves and strongholds as we're trying to excel or move forward in our elevation of spiritual thought, okay? Because see, in verse number 2, it talked about how the children of Israel, whenever you get, get ready to prevail uh, in the things that God has for you, now, if you're not careful, you have to recognize the fact that you are going to always have a, a opposing force coming against the spiritual truth that you know. And so then if, and if we're not strong enough, what we will do as we're going up, we will find us some hiding places. Now, the dens and the caves, uh, those strongholds, those are hiding places that we have 
because sometimes we get afraid as God takes us up higher. Amen. And the next thing we want to understand is also in verse number 3. It says, And so it was when Israel had sown that the Mennonites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against them. The second thing we need to recognize is uh, the enemy don't mind you sowing, but he don't want you to reap your, your, your harvest. You see, what happens is there's a seed. When you, have, when you sow a seed, that's all you sow, all you see. It's just like sowing uh, uh, whatever you sow today in, in your tithes and your offering. See, all we see is, oh, I sowed $20, I sowed $100, I sowed $1,000. That's all we see. But what we don't see is the harvest that comes with the sowing. And so what happened is the enemy will allow you to sow, but he will not allow you to reap. See, that's those opposing forces, those spiritual truths, that they, it opposes spiritual truths. Don't want you to reap, okay? That's what it says. Not only did the Mennonites, which are those that opposes the spiritual truth, came up against or will come up against you during the time of your reaping season, the time of increase spiritually, physically, and financially, but also the Amalekites will come along with them too. And they see, now you get to understand now what the Amalekites are and who they are. Now, we have to understand these are the consuming demonic forces that will come up against you, okay? These are consuming demonic forces that will come against you. It will lap up everything that you have uh, uh, released uh, uh, to God, amen? So if we would go back to uh, the book of, let's go to the book of Deuteronomy, Chapter number 25. Deuteronomy chapter number 25. Now keep your place in Judges 6, okay? Now we're going to look at Deuteronomy chapter number 25 because we're talking about the Amalekites. These are the, that consuming spirit that is demonic. There's the consuming spirit that comes in and will, try, will take your increase. Well, how does it take my increase? What, what causes me to be affected by it? Now, Deuteronomy chapter number 25, beginning at verse number 17. Now, verse 17 says, Remember what Amalek did unto thee by the way. Now, they weren't, they're not in the way. That consuming spirit is not walking in the way you're walking, but they are by the way just to trip you up, okay? It says, When you will come forth out of Egypt. Verse 18 says, how he met thee by the way. You're going to always meet those opposing forces, okay, that's coming up against spiritual truth. How he met thee by the way, and then it says this, and smote the hindmost of thee, even all that was feeble behind thee when thou was faint and weary, and he feared not God. So, what happens is those demonic consuming forces, when they come up against you, it's because we're straggling behind. You see, there in verse number 17 and 18, it talked about those, it smote those that was behind most of the, that, that part, when you're lagging in your faith, that's when it comes up against you. When your faith is not where it needs to be and we're lagging in our faith and we're not really trusting God, then here comes those evil forces that will come up against you. And the reason why it comes up against us is because 
It knows that we are feeble. We're, we're running behind. We're talking about Deuteronomy chapter number 25. We're, we're feeble-minded. We're running behind. We're, we're stragglers. You know, where we at one point, we was on fire for God and ready to do God's work. Then it doesn't matter to us anymore, okay? It said they were feeble, those that was left behind, faint and weary. Now, those opposing forces, those demonic forces, they know when we are weak, they know when we are feeble, they know when we are tired. And they've been tired in, the, in their walk lately. You, you've been tired in their walk. Well, see, that's the danger that we run because whenever we get tired uh, in, in, our, in our faith and in our walk with God, we begin to lag behind. And when we begin to lag behind, it makes room for the Amalek, that consuming demonic spirit, to take us. Because, see, that's what it wants to do. It wants you to lag behind. It wants you to lag in your faith. It don't want you to believe God. Regardless of the circumstances and the situations we go through, we have to always keep our minds set on our goal and our destiny, knowing that God has something for us. But if we begin to get lax in our faith and we begin to stray behind, you can rest assured they're going to come in and consume you. Amen? So then it also goes on to say in verse number 19 in Deuteronomy chapter 25, it says, Therefore it shall be when the Lord thy God hath given thee rest from all of thine enemies round about and the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance to possess, now watch this, that thou shalt blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Then it says, and thou shalt not forget it. In other words, that thing that has that, that's consumed your increase, God says, you've got to put that thing out of your mind. Don't bring it even to your remembrance because its sole purpose is to get your increase when you, when, that you have sown. So, Therefore, remember that now. Remember now, you've got some things that's opposing the spiritual truth and the spiritual knowledge that God has given unto you. And therefore, the enemy will gather up all he, all he can to make sure you do not reach your destination. God has set and the divine plan that God has for your life. Amen. See, and then it talks about those things within See, those things that are within, see, we've got some things within us. Amen? There are some things within us that's not good. Amen? See, we've got some things that's within us that's an opposing force as well. So we've got to remember now, we are a part of the 300. And the 300 is the resurrected mind. See, your mind got to be resurrected in order to go where God wants you to go. Now, let's go back to, to uh, Judges chapter number 6. Going back to Judges chapter number 6, okay? Now, Judges chapter number 6, we, we, uh, we understand now that the enemy does not want us to reach the promise and the destiny that God has set for our lives. I understand that. See, that's his, his whole purpose is to destroy, to destroy us, destroy everything that God has in store for your life. Amen? Now, the, the way to, to, to remedy this is in verse number 7. It says, And it came to pass when the children uh, of Israel, those that prevail, that comes up against the enemy, that prevails against them now, and not only the external enemy, but the enemy that's within us, because that's that Easter, okay? Then it says, God, we, when we cry out to the Lord, 
because of the Mennonites. Remember now, those Mennonites are those opposing forces against spiritual truth. See, we have to cry out to God because, see, that's the enemy. That's, that's his job. Then verse number 8 says that the Lord, the Lord will send a prophet. The Lord will send somebody that will speak a word into you to give you confirmation. Amen? That the Lord sent a prophet, prophet unto the children of Israel, which said unto them, Thus said the Lord, God of Israel, I brought you up from Israel. He brought you up out of bondage. And then he said, I brought you forth out of the house of bondage. So God says, I sent your word. I let you know. I, I want you to remember, I brought you up out of bondage, a place of limitations, and now I'm, I'm sending you forth. And, and when he sends you forth, it is to do his divine will. Now, I need to slow down a little bit. Now, let's look at uh, Judges chapter number 7. Judges chapter seven. Judges chapter number 7. I get excited up here. Amen. Judges chapter number 7. Understanding now, we're talking about the 300. It's dealing with the resurrected mind. See, the resurrected mind is very selective in what it takes in. Okay? Now, uh, looking at Judges chapter number 7. All right. It says in verse number 1, when, when then Zerubbabel, who is Gideon, and all the people that were with him, rose up early, and they pitched beside the well of Harod, so that the host of the Midianites were on the north side of them by the hill of Moriah in the valley. Now, we have to move away from the geographical location and move away from the people and understanding what these names mean. Now, Jerusalem, it means a contender against Baal. See, but when, when God, when you recognize what's going on and what the enemy is doing, the first thing God does is he brings you to the point that you've got to know who you are. See, when, when Gideon, which is a warrior, his name meaning warrior, when they were threshing wheat, he began to hide it. And God began to speak to him and tell him he was going to be the one to lead the people. Well, he had a problem because he did not know who he was. See, he thought he was the least in everything. He was the least in his family, the least in his clan. But God said, no, you are a warrior. See, he did not know who he was. Most people that's in the body of Christ, they do not know who they are. That's why they need, I hear your Holy Spirit. That's why they need somebody else to validate who they are because they don't know who they are. But you have to understand that you are a warrior. You are a warrior in the kingdom of God. So you are a, a contender. Uh, you know, when it comes down to contenders, contenders fight, okay? But what are you fighting? In Baal. Who is Baal? Baal, even though it's a false god, but it's, it's, it is a, a counterfeit to Jesus Christ. It's a counterfeit. So you got to fight against counterfeit truths that's out there because what's coming up against you it's those opposing forces of the spiritual truth that God has taught you. So you've got to be a contender. You've got to be ready to fight. You've know, you got to be ready to do what needs to be done. Amen? So you've got to understand now, there are a lot of counterfeit Jesus out here. There's a lot of counterfeit doctrines out here. There's a lot of counterfeit teachings out here. So you've got to be ready to contend with that thing because it opposes the spiritual truths that you know and have already been taught. Now, the next thing, uh, verse 1 talks about, they rose up early 
and where they pitched their tent was beside the well of Herod. Now, that word, that means a place of fear. See, you've got to move your faith right beside that place of fear that's trying to keep you from going where God wants you to go. Naturally, when God calls you to tell you, I want you to do this, immediately we begin to fear. Fear will set in, and we think we're not good enough. We think we can't do it. We think we don't have enough education. We think that we can't speak like somebody else. We can't pray like somebody else. We can't witness. No, we can't witness like somebody No, no. You've got to understand, when God calls you and sets you on a mission, you've got to begin to operate in faith. You've got to step right beside that spirit of fear because, see, God does not give us a spirit of fear, but one of love, power, and a sound mind. But so we've got to begin to operate in faith, okay, because we are contending. We've got some things to do. Amen? Because there's some things that's rising up against us. And those things that's rising up against us, they're, they're from the north side. Now, the north side represents the dark side. See, we all got some dark side in us. Hey, I got some. Amen. Can we be real in the house? Amen. Everybody's got some dark side. Amen. So not only are you are fighting those opposing forces out there that's coming against spiritual truth, but you also got to fight this darkness that's on the inside of us. That's that east side. See, it's going, we've got to contend with that too. Amen. You know, one day I feel like a nut and the next day I don't. You know what I'm saying? One day I want to live for God and the next day I want to live for the world. See, you've you got to fight that. You know, you've got to be a contender to that. Amen? So now the Lord says this in verse number 2. He says, we're talking about Judges chapter number 7. Verse 2 says, And the Lord said to Gideon, that war, he's speaking to the, see, God speaks to the warrior spirit in us. He don't speak to, speak to that mealy-mouth spirit because that's not who we are. See, we're the sons and the daughters of the Most High God. And he rules and rings all over. See, the universe is, is he is the universe, and, the, and believe it or not, the universe is in us. Huh. It is on the inside of us, amen? The kingdom is on the inside of us. So therefore, now he says this, he calls out the warring spirit. He says, and the Lord said unto Gideon, now we're going to deal with the 300. And the Lord said unto Gideon, the warring spirit, the people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Mennonites, those that opposes the spiritual truth. He says, for me to give you, uh, the Mennonites, those that are opposing the spiritual truth, into their hand, lest Israel will vaunt themselves against me, saying, mine own hands have saved me. In other words, God says, listen, i got to bring you all the way down to nothing because if you've got any little something, 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 you'll think you have done this thing when you didn't do it at all. So God said, i got to do some subtraction in your life. Anybody had some subtraction? Your money get low, you know, things start paying up, you know. When you thought you got all this going on, all of a sudden things begin to deplete. Okay, that's God operating. That's God working. And this is why he's, he's working. This is why he's operating. Now, verse number 3 says, Now, therefore, go to proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead, and there return of the people 22,000, and there remain 10,000. Now, let's break this down. Let's break this verse down. What is really going on? Now, 
where you're going, the journey that God has you on, all of us, you cannot take people that is fearful and afraid. Everybody can't go where you're going because everybody don't have the same mindset that you have. I mean, everybody, most people like to stay in the first grade. They don't want to operate on college level. And the reason, man, because that's a, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. It's, first grade is easy. Dick and Jane. Okay, that's easy. But when you get in there and get that trigonometry and that geometry and all that other stuff, and you get to pull all that stuff together, and you get to scratch your head, and you got to put some time in it, just like putting time in the Word, then it becomes more challenging. It becomes more challenging every day to live right. Amen. Right? Why? That becomes always opposing spiritual uh, forces against the spiritual truth that you've learned. God said we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So why is it we've got so many defeated Christians? If God's word said we can do all things, he didn't say some things, he said all things. So whatever rises up against us, we just have to step back and step up to the all. I can, God says I can do all things through Christ Jesus the power, and the wisdom of God. So this is how we get to operate. Now, let's look at this 22,000, all right? 22,000 leaves. Now, what does that mean? We don't, here we count the numbers. When you count the numbers, when you do 22,000, uh, it equals out to the four. When you do two plus two, it equals out to four, four, the 22,000. So what does the, the number four represent? What is God saying to us? Now, 22,000 has to go back. But what does that mean when it comes down to the number four? Four means there is going to be a seasonal change in your life. And the people that you take with you has to be able to operate in that seasonal change where God is taking you. In other words, they got to be stable. You can't take nobody with you or they're not stable. You know, today they're with you, tomorrow they're not. So they've got to be stable. And, then not, and they also have to have a, a strong foundation. And they got to understand order. A lot of folks don't understand order. Satan don't understand order. Wherever there's chaos and confusion, you can expect that Satan in the midst. So in, your, in our, not just yours, and in our uh, seasonal change, we have to make sure the people that goes on this journey with us, they are stable going in the right direction that God has us going in, and they've got a strong foundation, and they respect order. Everybody does not respect order. In fact, you know, some people don't even want order. Their life is so chaotic. They don't want no order. They, it's just like, got to have some drama today. Please help. We want a stress-free life. Is that right, Ms. Sandy? Happiness, harmony, a stress-free life. Oh, you can't have a stress-free life. If we operate in the order of God, we can. Amen? So that's being a part of that, that 300, a part of that having that resurrected mind. Now, next thing he says now, you're understanding that those that's going with you, now they have to be willing to go with you in that seasonal change, okay? Now, because we're in a new season. Now, we have moved from the first grade, and, and we're about to graduate. College, that is. Amen? Okay, we moved from the first grade. Amen. So, because the first grade has still got to be spoon-fed. 
College folks got, got to get out there and, and dig in the book and get it for themselves. Amen. You on your own. Amen. You know, you don't have mama and daddy with you at, at college. Amen. You know, it's a whole different ball game. It's a new world out there. It's a new world. So you got to dis. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. See, now what's happening is we have to learn to discipline ourselves because we've got to contend against those counterfeit things that looks like Jesus but's not. So you got to have discipline. If you don't have discipline, you will be out of control. Amen. You will be out of control. I went to I went to high school with a young lady, and she graduated, and and we have a friend. She I mean she was a straight A student. She was the valedictorian of the class. She goes to college the first year, first semester she flunks out. Why? She didn't have no discipline. She had no discipline. All she knew to do was go out and party, forget about the books, and then come second semester they sent her butt home. Amen. So you got to have, it's the same thing in the spiritual. And as it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. You have to be uh, disciplined in your spiritual walk or, or Satan will have you everywhere. Life full of drama. You'll be totally confused. A life of chaos. But that's not where you, you want to go. God has a plan for all of our lives. See, you're part of the 300. Those that got that resurrected mind. You know, got that selective thinking. Okay. Now, let's, let's get back to the book. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I hope you all are receiving. Amen. I hope you're learning something. Amen. Now, the next thing he says, what remained was 10,000. Now, the number 10, and when you count the numbers, you got, you got 10, you go 1 plus 0. Well, it equals 1. But what happens, you would always think that 1 means uh, unification. Well, it does, but they were not unified in the way uh, they were supposed to go in the Lord's plan. See, you can have some people that are with you, but they don't have the same mindset that you do, then you're really not unified. Because, see, they're going to be going in one direction and you're going to be going in another. So now watch what happens in verse number 4. We're still talking about the 300. Now, verse number 4 says, And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people are yet too many. Bring them down unto the water. And watch what God says. I will try them. For thee there. See, now God said, I'm going to try. Now, God's way is not like our way. His thoughts are not like our thoughts. See, we will select some folk by appearance, by what they drive, by their house, by their money. But see, God, God's selection is not like that. It, that, that. That's not what the book says. The book says something entirely different. Yeah, the lowest of men, the base of men, those are the ones that God chooses. And the reason why, because he knows that God, what will happen, they will give God the glory. Amen? Because they know where they are. It had to take the hand of God to get them there. Amen? So he said, very few of them wise folks are chosen. Amen? Very few noble are chosen is what the word says. Now, here we are. He said, God's going to try them. He said, bring them down to the water. He said, I will try them for thee there, and it shall be, watch this, that of whom I say unto thee, this shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee. And of whomsoever I say unto thee, this shall not go with thee, the same shall not go. Now, God is about to do some elimination. Now, but also what's happening here, he says, I'm, they're going to go down there, and I'm going to choose them, but watch how God chooses things. See, this is how you have to observe who's in your circle. You've got to be careful who's in your circle, and be, make sure your circle is small. You, you don't want no big old circle. Uh-uh. 
Jesus only had Matthew, Peter, James, and John in his inner circle. Even though he had 12 disciples, he took those three with him all the time because he wasn't crazy. Amen? He wasn't crazy. So you better know who's in your inner circle because you might have a Judas in your inner circle and you don't even know it. Especially if you're believing those opposing uh, forces uh, that's coming up against spiritual truth, that discerning. Now, what verse number 5, verse 5 in Judges chapter 7. Verse 5 says, So he brought down the people unto the water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, speaking to that warrior spirit, Everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue, as a dog lappeth, him shall thou set by himself. Likewise, everyone that boweth down upon his knees to drink. So you've got to observe. This is the observation, okay? Now, look at what he says here, because you're observing who's in your circle, and you observe what folk are doing, all right? Now, verse number uh, 6 says, And the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, was 300 men, those that had a resurrected mindset. Then he says, But all the rest of the people... They bowed down upon their knees to drink water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the 300 men that lap will I save you and deliver the Mennonites into thine hand and let all the other people go every man unto his own place. Now, what, what's, what do I see in this observation here? What do I see? Now, those that down on their knees, uh, God says this to me, and I, I, I kind of laugh. He said, when those that bow down and they're on their knees and they're just, just taking it all, he said, they're taking in everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. They are not discerning anything. <laughs> anything that anything comes by, anything that's spoken, anything that's told them, they take it in to their vessel. They take it in. God said, you can't, you can't use them kind of folk. No, because why? They've got so much mis, uh, uh, misconcept and, and misdoctrine on the inside they are totally confused. See, they down, they're taking in everything. They're taking in everything. Taking in whatever comes forth, whatever somebody say, they're taking it in. They're taking it in. God said, no, no, no. You, you, you put them aside. Them right there, you put them aside. And the reason why, he said, those that, 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 that lap like a dog, that he talks about that brings the hand to the mouth, he said, these are the ones that have the selective thinking. In other words, you can't tell me every, anything because I know the book. See, you, the 300 has selective thinking. Amen. See, they don't drink. See, and they're alert. See, when, they're when, they, they, when, they, when that dog is down laughing, he's, he's doing it quick because he's got to look around. He's always on alert. See, we as Christians have to always be on alert. We have to always be well. Why? Because there's an opposing force that's coming up against us. Amen. It don't want you to know spiritual truth. So, therefore, you've got to be selective and who you let feed you. You've got to be selective who you let speak into you. Amen? Because whatever they speak into you, they're going to be speaking what's in them. Amen? So if they got some issues going on in, in, inside of them, you have to be careful because them same issues are going to end up in your house. Amen? See, I, I'm very leery of folks that always want up there and want folks to lay hands on them. Lay hands, oh, I'm preaching going to lay hands. I don't know what he done done. Amen. I don't know what kind of spirit he carries. Amen. I have no clue. So therefore, if he's packing some stuff that's not of God, then what's going to happen? Them same spirits going to jump off on me. See, I've I witnessed that before. 
I witness. I, I, I had a, a, a pastor and his wife, and, and she had some, some issues. She had some issues, okay? Maybe she had some issues. And, and what happened was one night the, the pastor saw these demonic forces, this dark shadows in the house coming down his hallway, and it had to do with his wife. And, and everybody knew she had some issues, okay? So they decided that Sunday morning they're going to lay hands on her, you know, and drive them demons out, okay? Well, I, we've been told you always plead the blood of Jesus whenever praying is going on, especially when there's some deliverance going on, because them, them things got to go somewhere, okay? Those demonic spirits has to go somewhere. And if you're not careful and you've got open doors, where are they going to go? They're going to go right in your house, amen? What happened? Her daughter-in-law was there looking, looking with her eyes open, trying to see what was going on. Curiosity will kill the cat, okay? So what happened, she ends up, the mother-in-law ends up delivered, and the daughter-in-law ended up with the demons. So I know demons are for real. I know that. This is not something somebody told me. This is something I've experienced for myself, Amen. I mean, I've come up against some things, amen, and, and praying for people. And, and, and one, one night we were at this place in North Carolina. I'll never forget it. And this is how I know demons are real. This, I know it for, with all of my, my total being. We were praying for a young lady that was talking about her body, was uh, uh, leaving her body, and it floats around and all this stuff. And, and I'm like, wait a minute, something wrong with this picture. And so she wanted to know where the preachers were. And she began to walk around and try to find out. And so one lady looked at me. She said, let's, let's pray. Let's pray. So as we began to join hands, and it was about 18 women. We, we, we thought we were, had something going on, you know. We, we hooked up and prayed. We joined hands. And, and we started pleading, pleading the blood, pleading the blood of Jesus against that demon, okay. And the moment we began to plead the blood, I could feel like I was in this tunnel. And all I could hear was about the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. And the next thing I know, there was a, a, a something that poured out of me. There was something coming toward me from that woman. My eyeglasses came off my face. This is for real. I got 17 witnesses because I'm number 18. Now, the, my glasses came off my face. Next thing I know, I hit the floor. And you know what happened to the other 17 women? They hit the door. Amen. They hit the door. They run out of there. And when, we, when, we got, when we come back down the highway, coming out of North Carolina, we immediately picked up the telephone and called our pastor. And we told him what was going on. He said, I told y'all not to wake up something you can't handle. And see, a lot of people like to go around and, and think that they can handle some things and they can drive out demons. Well, baby, if your life is not right with God, and if you've got some open doorways and you've got some, some hidden dark places up on the inside of you, that demon will tell you ever, tell everybody else your business and let everybody know what's going on in the inside of you. So you've got to be very careful not to wake those things up. Amen? But let me tell you something. Greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world. Because of the mere fact that when you're operating the power of God and you know that God is operating and it's not you, you can drive them demons right on out your house. See, we're not talking about a physical house. We're talking about this house right here. Amen? That, that's what has to happen there. So, so you got to understand now, you have to understand, you've got to be selective in what you've taken in. 
See, those around you, those connect with you, you make sure you observe. If they're taking in everything and every time they turn around, that the prophet didn't say this, this prophet didn't say that, this apostle didn't say that, and this No, no. They didn't took in everybody's spirit because you can have all kinds of demons. That's just like a woman laying up with everybody. You got all kinds of spirits there. Amen. We might as well be real. Amen. Might as well be real. Amen. So, so what happens is you got to be careful of what you're taking in. You got to be very selective. Why? Because it's about your journey. It's about your destination. It's about what God has for you and what He has planned for your life. You've got a destiny. You, you, you've got places to go for God. There are people that's been assigned to your life that you've got to lead out of darkness. See, you come out of darkness, so therefore you're going to leave them out of darkness. And you've got to make sure you're selective in what you receive. Amen? Don't, because everybody out there ain't teaching the right thing. Amen? Ain't that right, dog? They're not teaching the right thing. Amen? Now, Holy Spirit, let's look at verse number 17 in Judges chapter 7. Judges chapter 7, verse number 17. Now, now, now that, that, that you got that, ref- that, that the resurrection, uh, you, 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 you understand you are, you got that in spirit, all right? Now, the word some directions, okay? It will give you some directives and some directions. Now, let's look at number 16 first, okay? Now, verse 16 says, and he divided, talking about Gideon, the 300 men into every man's hand. Now, and he divided the 300 men in three companies. And he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. Now, then verse 17 says, And he said unto them, Look on me and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be that as I do, so shall ye do. When I blow with a trumpet, and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets also on every side of the camp, and say, the sword of the Lord, which represents the word, and of Gideon, that warrior spirit. Now, verse 19 says, So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came to the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch, and they had but newly set the watch, and they blew the trumpets and break the pitchers that were in their hands. Now, what does all of this mean? What does this mean? Now, when we're talking about the first thing it talks about, uh, the blowing of the trumpet, all right? Now, when we come talking about the trumpet, the trumpet is the power of the word. See, when, 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 when time to blow, when time to sound, you're going to have to sound the word, but you can sound in the word with power, okay? Now, the other thing it talks about, it says uh, um, the pictures. It talks about the, 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 the pictures. See, the pictures are those form images that those spiritual truths has placed in your mind that you cannot succeed. So there are things there. It says, uh, blow the trumpet, which is the sounding of the word, and, and you're going to sound it with power. Now, you're not going to be medium out. You're not going to be, oh, I don't know, you know, God said. No, you're going to say that with, with power and authority because, it's, see, God's word don't need no back, back up. God's word is God's word. It's the absolute truth. Amen. You're going to release that word with, with power. And see, when it comes down, what has to happen is 
you, you also, you got, you got the pitcher, and you got the lamp, so the torches that's on the inside of the pitcher. Now, what you're going to be releasing when it talks about uh, the uh, breaking, first you got to slow down, Brittany. You're going to have to empty the pitcher. The pitcher is the forming or the frame of the mind. In other words, you've got to empty yourself or empty your mind from those wrong teachings you've received. Amen. Because, see, until that is broken and that picture is broken and you're the picture and got all this stuff going on in our minds, that's why the Bible tells us to bring every thought unto captivity. Amen. You've got to do it. It's, it's those vain imaginations that exalts itself before God. See, when you, when you do that, when you, when you empty yourself, you've got to empty self of self. Too many of us like to keep self in self. Amen. We, we want God, but we still want self too. See, self is attached to flesh, okay? We still want the things of the world, but we still say we want God. See, you got to empty your mind of all that. You, even down to the point of, I, 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 I can't do this, I can't pray, I can't. No, you empty your mind of that because God says, I mean, we're supposed to always pray. You know, you can't wait and call your pastor and say, I need you to pray, I'm, I'm really going through. You better know how to pray yourself. You better know how to get a prayer through to God. You better know because you'll never know in these times and situations You'll never know what's going to happen. I mean, it, 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 today is such a, 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 an ordeal to, you don't know when you step out the door or when, you, when, when you're uh, uh, driving the highway, what, time, what you going to meet with. See, it, the, see, the enemy has gotten so, so, so uh, technical and, and, and so diabolical that he will take the little things in your house. We say, well, I'm going to stay in and I'm just going to keep me away from the world. No. Because, see, part of the world is still up in the house. You got that TV. You see, when you got that TV, it brings everything. Now, you tell me, does a, eating a McDonald's, a big, big Whopper, what does a woman in a bathing suit have to do with eating a big Whopper? So, so what is the message that is sending? See, you've got to look at this thing. See, see, see you've got to be selective in what you're listening to and what you're hearing and what you're allowing to take in, okay? So the next thing you know, you've you got the spirit of lust rising up even though they're advertising supposedly, so you've got to read between the lines now. See, while you're down there at the water lapping, you, you better be alert and understand what's going on. It's not about the hamburger. It's about the sexual overtone that it is giving. Amen. And that's the same thing that got Eve into trouble in the garden. See, all Satan wants to do is get you put out. He wants you to get put out of his kingdom. So that he will bring whatever needs, needs to be brought into your domain. Amen. And you know what? And you have control. You have the choice. You, you, you got the remote. You got the remote. You got to build a switch channel. Amen. But boy, how many of us switch the channels? Amen. So they said sometimes. And you know what's ironic? The enemy will use the picture of a woman, even beside a car. But, but I don't see too many men hanging out around them cars. So he's pulling at that flesh, that lust, that lust on the inside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, 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 so there we are now. When we're talking about those, we've got to get rid of those, those images that, that we're the picture. They've got to be broken, those, those, that, those images that's within the mind. Those things are, are opposing the spiritual truth that God has given us, and it will cause the light on the inside of us to be hindered. Okay? 
It will cause the light on the inside of us to be hindered. Now, when we break that, when we, when we break that picture and we release those things from our mind, then the light in, in us will come forth. See, the only thing that can dispel darkness is the light. If we cut out all the lights in here right now and it's dark, the only thing that can bring illumination or can bring light uh, to this place is light itself. Light dispels darkness. That's why the enemy don't want us to know truth. That's why he gives us a lie all the time and we, we bite into that lie. Because he knows if we ever discover the more God we get, the more faith that we have in believing God, and we allow the light of God to shine through us, it will, and through us and in us, it's going to dispel all that darkness. As Dr. Manley said, them cut you vines that's on the inside of us. It will, it will dispel those things. The light does that. Amen? But let's, let's continue now. So you've you got to break you got, you got to sound the word. You, got, you see, even in your everyday life, you got to begin to speak to yourself. You know, you got to tell Satan, get behind me, get the hints behind me. But you got to have that selective, resurrected mindset, the 300, to know when the enemy is operating and when God is operating. Amen. Now, uh, Judges chapter 7, these are the last of the verses. Verse number 20 says, and the three companies, they blew the trumpet. They sounded the alarm, the power of the word. They break the pitcher and held the lamps in their left hand. They held the light. The light, the left hand, left hand means judgment. See, when, you, when, you, when you're breaking that pitcher, okay, you're sounding that word, judgment is coming against that spirit of darkness. It says they held the lamps in their left hand, and the trumpets in their right hand, that's the hand to receive now. So you're going to be selective in your thinking. And then he says, uh, to blow withal. And they cried, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. They're crying out, the sword represents the word, and it's talking about that warring spirit. See, you've got to go forth in that warring spirit who you are. And when you go forth, you don't go in your own might. You go in the might of God. And you carry that word because that's your weapon. See, one day these, these Bibles is going to be taken up. So you've got to have that word on the inside. And see, one of the things, one of the tools that Satan has is he knows people do not like to read. They do not like to read. They, they think reading is boring. They don't like to study. So therefore, he said, we'll put it in the book. Because they know that, you know, they ain't going to learn nothing. He ain't going to open it up. But see, when we get bold enough, bold enough and understanding my lifeline is in the book. See, the power of God's word is in the book because he is the word. God is the word. And see, when that, when that voice comes out of that word, like it's doing this morning, that voice comes out, I mean, you, you are a walking powerhouse filled with the word. See, that's where Satan does not want us to get to, to be that walking powerhouse. To, to release that word against him. You know, he wants us to think that he's in control. No, he is not in, in control of anything. At the very moment God said, go sit your hind end down, he's got to go sit. When things in your life come, everything seems to be coming up against you, all of a sudden there's a peace and that's a calm. That's because God then stepped up the plate and said, get back, Satan. I got him. You get back. I, I can handle this one. I can handle him. See, Satan is a spirit just like God is a spirit. So we've got to learn that we've got to use the word, the power of the word. 
And then he says this, verse 21, and this is the last verse. And they stood every man in his place round about the camp. And all the hosts, they ran, they cried, and they fled. In other words, when we begin to operate as the 300 in that resurrected mindset, okay, the, the enemy will flee. He will flee. He will run. He will take off. You know, so we get to understand you, I, we are the 300. We are the 300. It has nothing to do with numbers per se, but it has everything to do with the resurrected mindset. You got some things that are fighting against you. You got some spiritual opponents that are fighting against spiritual truth. They do not want you to know what God is saying in the book. They want to keep us dumbed down, as they say to young folk. Amen. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I hope and pray that.